Welcome to Big 12 After Dark, 1012's network live podcast driven by you, the fans, and hosted by me, Brittany, and my co-host, Greg Mackey. We'll be here every Tuesday live, allowing you to participate by sharing your thoughts, opinions, and hot takes. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all of your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com using promo code TEN1215 for 15% off all non-sale items. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. Hi, Greg. How you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. How about you, Brittany? Great. I just went through that twice because I realized I was on mute. So <laughs> we're, we're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't figure out why you weren't answering me when I asked how you were doing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, a, it's a day. You know what? I brought home a new puppy yesterday. It's been, it's been a day. <laughs> I'm now the proud owner of three golden retrievers with the newest one named Waffles. <laughs> that is too many dogs for one person. You know what? I, I work from home. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. So anytime I want to spice things up, I, I get another puppy. So <laughs> somehow now we're, we're at three. <laughs> and it's just me chasing them around. And today it rained all day long, so... They wouldn't come inside, so it really was me chasing them all around. They kept laying in the puddles and drinking the puddles, and it was, it was fun. <laughs> I, I'm I'm having a blast. <laughs> and you know, I was gonna give him a um, Big Twelve name. Honestly, I I was trying to give him like a sports name, and then I met him in person, and my brain was just like, "You look like a waffles." So. He's he's a waffles. That's a good dog name. <laughs> I got him I ordered him a name tag that's literally waffles. So he'll he'll blend right in. I can't wait till he's like 80 pounds and I'm going, come here, waffles. <laughs> It'll be so manly. So wonderful. And when people ask me what his name is, you know what's karma? As a kid, I named our dog Kisses. We had a shih tzu named Kisses and all of her stuff was pink. And I'm sure that's how my dad felt taking her out and walking her around the block and shouting kisses at this little fluffy, like, 10-pound thing. So <laughs> that's how I'm going to feel calling my puppy Waffles. But, yes. Did you uh, did you watch the games this week, Greg? Well, I went to the Iowa State game. Um, oh, I tried yeah. to catch. Did it storm? No, it actually, the rain held off. But I tried to completely. Yeah, it didn't get rain at all. We were supposed to get inclement weather, but that never happened. That's lucky that it didn't even storm like during tailgating or anything. Yeah, it's kind of shocking, but I was able to yeah uh, catch some of the games, kind of flipping through when I got home. I haven't been able to go back and watch all of them yet, but it's on my list of things to do. Well, Iowa State won. Yeah, shockingly. Shockingly. It turns out that the the week that I say, all right, I'm not cheering for Iowa State this week, they they win. And the year that I the weeks that I cheer for them, they they lose. So I think I'm I think I'm an Iowa State bad luck charm at this point. Yes, I would agree with that. You are. <laughs> And let, let's address this right off the bat. No. <laughs> I know where you're going. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the ultimate ball knower, Greg? <laughs> so about these games this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you told me that we should start keeping track of who's right with our little bets? And then I got our bets right, both of them, by the way. Can you be... Um, BYU and West Virginia beat Texas Tech. I called those both. You did. You were a ball knower. And I was right. I, I am a ball knower. I was very proud. 
I thought I was going to get that West Virginia one wrong, to be honest. So when they were winning, I was, I was stoked. And I knew you were at the game and I was trying to hold off to let you know until after, but I couldn't. It got to the point where I'm just like, hey, Greg, look at <laughs> who got both right. I, know, I, was, I was watching the scores <laughs> in the stadium. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm surprised about both of those. I thought... To be fair, the BYU and KU game was pretty close the first half. They were just, like, trading scores. So that could have gone either way. But at the end, I feel like KU cleaned up their game, and I had a good idea that they were going to win. West Virginia, I mean, I don't think anybody really saw that coming except for my myself. Just a pat on the back. Um <laughs> But yeah, when I saw them get ahead and then they stayed in the lead and yeah, I I mean, I love my Texas Tech people, but and I hope Texas Tech wins this week, but yeah. I will say I was I was happy just sort of the, for the sole fact that I could rub it in your face that you were wrong. I don't know what Lance Leipold does in the halftime locker room, but it seems like Kansas comes out firing in the third quarter every game. Like there's no lull. Like they, it's just they always come out, and it seems like they're like rejuvenated and what what you want your team to do. And it's kind of crazy to see the, that their team is consistent in doing that week in and week out. I honestly think in every sport at Kansas that uh, the coaches are allowed to scare the shit out of their their team because same thing in basketball even when they have an off basketball game like at the beginning and then they come out swinging second half like i i don't ever want to piss them off in any sport what's in the water down in lawrence kansas apparently better water than no. ames <laughs> you're just trying to get canceled at this point and you you walked right into uh, that damn. one so i i had to yeah and then West Virginia game, I mean, I think Neil Brown's starting to kindly finally get things going his direction. Um, albeit Texas Tech losing Tyler Shuck to a broken leg for the season, which kind of sucks for them. Oh my god, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, that's that sucks for him because he's kind of been. I mean, I th- I think he dealt with injuries at Oregon, and like this was supposed to be like the year that he's gonna ha- put it all together and. Now he now he's done for the season with that broken lower leg. Well, and I was all for him. He had a video singing a Blink One Eighty Two song. Like I, I was all on his little bandwagon, and then he broke his leg. So it's disappointing. Yeah. And West Virginia, I just think you know what the only reason that I originally didn't think West Virginia was going to do well is because. I thought they had a really hard schedule, but honestly, I after after the prior week, which is why I picked them to win this last week, I've trusted the climb, and I think the climb is trusting me back. So, I'm I'm all on board for West Virginia doing better. And honestly, I I want Texas Tech to do well. This upcoming week, um I've seen I've seen graphics come out for their game versus Houston mm-hmm. and um, the graphics say like East Texas versus West Texas. So I'm going to decide with it's them. all West Texas. Yeah, I'm going to decide with West Texas on this one. I'm I'm going to I'm going to side with West Texas. It seemed and you know what? It seemed like all the new, uh, the new Big 12 editions kind of struggled this week that actually played in a. Uh, Big 12 game, like Houston obviously beat up on Sam Houston State, but, you know. uh, I'm still not out on UCF. Me neither. Playing in Manhattan for your first Big 12 road game, that's not ideal. I mean, I understand that Kansas State had injuries, but Manhattan, Kansas, when that place is hopping, it's hard to win there. Yeah, and I still think UCF looks good. I don't think they look bad. So I'm I'm not out on them. I will say I'm a little less sold on BYU after them losing to Kansas. BYU is kind of an enigma to me because it seemed like 
like the first week it was like okay our offense isn't that great but our defense is great and then like the next week it was like okay our offense is great but our defense isn't that great and it kind of seems like it's just going back and forth you know they have that win over arkansas which is good but then they go and it seems like their defense just could not stop kansas this past week i i feel like when you put them under pressure i'm not sure that they they do well. I think they kind of choke under pressure. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm a little less confident about BYU. I feel a little more on the same page with everybody about Houston now. Yeah. Like even though they won, I just I I I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're gonna do well. And, and I and did. Then Cincinnati getting Oklahoma at home for the first Big Twelve game. Like Oklahoma's offense is pretty good, and now their defense, Brent Venables, is starting to get that defense to play like the old OU of like the early two thousands when Stoops is really getting that thing rolling. Like Oklahoma's a pretty yeah. scary team right now. Um, I'm still not sure what to think about Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. I kind of want to see them some more. I don't know what to exactly think. Like, I'm not going to say they're a bad team, but I think the jury is just kind of still out on them. I'd like to see them in a few more games. I want to see them when they play Iowa State. I'm curious about that game. Yeah. I'll be uh, – I'll – I mean, they're, they're playing at home, so they have that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. And Iowa State's kind of bad. Yeah. But I'll be curious how they do against a team that's not absolutely amazing like OU is right now, as much as that makes me nauseated to say that. Right. Their, their schedule's pretty favorable um, the rest of the way out. So, I mean, they could – I could see six or seven wins for them their first year under Scott Satterfield and in the Big 12. And by the way, I have decided on my coach primism for the week. Who are you talking to about it this so, time? I'm going to talk to Kansas because they play Texas this week. And everybody underestimates them. All right, let's hear it. Even I do, kind <laughs> of. But you know what? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give a motivational speech. What if you're afforded your opportunity or your chance? Are you prepared? Are you ready? Can you handle the pressure, the moment, the expectations, or the seriousness? Are you built for this? Can you handle the scrutiny of the position? Please evaluate you because your time is coming and you may only get one shot. Prepare for success now. Hashtag Coach Prime. It's true. They're being offered their 4-0 with both OU and Texas. They're being offered the opportunity to knock out Texas and stay undefeated and hand Texas their first loss of the season and also their loss on their way out. I think that they're being scrutinized and people aren't taking them seriously because they're Kansas and are historically bad at football. But this is their shot to kind of impress people. So they should prepare for success. They need to believe in themselves. They need to believe that they can beat Texas again. I feel like it's a sneaky trap game for Texas there. Kansas has a pretty good offense, and not not to jump too far ahead, but next week is the Red River shootout against Oklahoma. And, I mean, knowing... You knowing think that they may not prepare for Kansas and may just be preparing for Oklahoma? Not necessarily preparation, but, I mean... This is where Texas, the last decade or so, has stumbled in that they think they can just show up every week and and win no matter what. Or, you know, they're not they don't stay focused. They're always worried about something else. And that's been kind of the biggest knock on Texas. You know, if does if Sark really is getting Texas is, quote unquote, back, this is a game that, you know, Looking at the standings, Texas should win this going away. But I'd like to see it before proclaiming, you know, Texas is back, so to say. So so who do you have winning? Uh, we'll get to that later. 
Okay. Okay. Fine. We'll we'll do a rundown of everybody. Let's let some people in here to speak. Uh, Wichita Wheat Freak. I believe he's a Kansas State fan. Hi, Wichita. How are you doing today? Hey, oh, what's up? You. Oh, there. You're, you're a Kansas State fan, aren't you? For the most part. Okay, that's what I thought. Did you watch the Kansas State game? Yeah, but, but basically all of it. And how do you feel? The first half was definitely a little trying. But they, they definitely <laughs> turned it on and figured out some things coming near the end. Do you think that they still have a shot at the Big 12 championship, or are you worried since they've already taken a loss and have kind of struggled a little bit? I think they can, but they need a Big 12 team to beat Oklahoma and or Texas. So you don't think it'll... Do they Do they play Oklahoma and Texas now that I think about it? I'm not sure. Greg, do you know if they play They play one? Texas. They don't play Oklahoma. Yeah, do you think if they beat Texas that that'll be enough? Or do you think that they'll also need another school to hand them a loss as well? I think I think if they can beat Texas, then they're then they're basically guaranteed a spot. Yeah, granted if they don't they don't lose anymore. Yes, that's true. I think I think it's gonna end up coming down to just Yeah, like I think it's I don't know. I I really didn't think I really I'm struggling like I I thought we had a lot of teams at the top and now it's seeming like most of the conference is in like the middle. Well, I, I posted something a while ago and I said I'm more scared of Big 12 conference play for K State than I am of Iowa playing in Big 10, you know, outside of the top three. Well, Iowa playing Iowa plays their their conference and their division is <laughs> easy for them. So I I think the Big Twelve has just gotten more difficult, and I can't tell if like I'll get your opinion on this. Do you do you feel like the Big Twelve has gotten better, and so now it's kind of like basketball where everybody just kind of like cannibalizes on themselves. Or do you think that everybody's just kind of like, nah? I think it's kind of something where you have to say, um, you know, there's obviously teams at the bottom, but I'd say it's way it's it's a way more competitive than, you know, Iowa State can always come out and win a game, even if they're ranked last. Um, Rutgers is not going to come out and win against fucking Michigan in Big Ten play. Is kind of the way I look at it. So I'd say it's kind of like your basketball situation where you'll come in the conference at maybe 500 if you're lucky. That's a good comparison. Like saying the Big 12, even if the teams are bad, they always have the ability to upset somebody, whereas the Big 10 is kind of very consistent. Their bottom are always the bottom. They're not really going to come out and shock anybody if they're on the bottom. Yeah, and it's as someone who likes the Big 10, at least, you know, Iowa, it kind of sucks to say that, but it's true. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's not what happens. And you know what? I'll also ask it for your opinion on this because I, I tweeted about this and some Big Ten people did not like this. Do you find the Big Ten boring to watch when it's like the same thing year after year? I really... It depends. If it's like... If it's an Iowa game, I can always get excited for it. If it's a uh, if it's like a Michigan Ohio State game, I will always be excited for it. Penn State being back is awesome, but outside of that, I don't watch any Big Ten. Like I would rather watch most Big Twelve games just because they're usually more competitive. And like you mentioned, you always have those teams that can pull off an upset in the Big Twelve. Whereas I just feel like the the Big Ten is the same teams year after year after year. Like, yeah, the middle may switch up, but the ones at the top and the ones at the way bottom are the same every single year. Yeah, that's how it's going to be, especially until um, we see how these new additions work out for both conferences. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you guys are adding some good people as well, so I'll be curious 
how that turns out. And I think Utah will be a fun addition for then and Colorado, honestly, will be fun additions for the Big 12. Yeah, I think that'll be super competitive. I'm excited to see. Obviously, I hate I hate the media glazing Dion all the time, but I don't have a problem with him personally. I kind of I like seeing it. So, you know what? I I it kind of got taken over this week by the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift stuff. I feel like everybody started talking about that instead of Dion again. So, I I agree with you. You know what? I didn't like Dion really off the bat, and then now I. He he proved himself. I mean, yeah, not not this week, but the other weeks, I feel like you know what he has a legitimate reason to be who he is, and I think, I think he's an interesting person to be honest. So, I I kind of enjoy the hype around Colorado. It, it's also fun to watch, thinking that they weren't going to do well at all and really win any games this year, and then they came out looking hot right off the bat so I was very surprised by that I thought they were going to get boat raced by TCU but I didn't think they were going to win a game this year I need to stop saying that about teams (laughs) (laughs) the opposite turns out to be true and then I was honestly after after those first three games I was all aboard them getting just going undefeated but Oregon ruins that so you want to know where Dion should go next? Where? Here. Where's here? He needs to come down to Wichita. Oh. We've been uh, we've been adding we have we've added two or three women's sports in the last two months. And so you I want think, him to bring back the football program? I think, you know, this is just speculation because I don't have any insider access. That. They're trying to add women's scholarships for some men's sport. Well, I think the hard thing about Dion too is I'm not sure he's going to go to a conference that Wichita State is in. Where he's oh, coming no. to the Big Twelve next year, I think he wants to stay in the limelight in in a Power Five conference. No, it would totally be a downgrade to go from where is that right now. And by the way, Wichita, I know that you were part of the. Um, spaces involving realignment. Have you seen the rumors that supposedly, like, uh, is it ESPN that's pressuring the Big 12 to take Washington State and Oregon State? I haven't. I'm not surprised. But for a long time, I thought we were going to add them because no one else had really reached out to them. But they they declined it. So did I, and then I kind of thought that the speculation was going away, and then I keep seeing more on it again. So I don't know. I, just I mean, think he knows what to do in this situation. I'd be fine adding them. I think they'd be a good fit for the Big Twelve. Greg, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'd be fine with them. They have good fan bases. They're like fun people. I know the Washington State fans really like drinking beer so they'll fit in really well with <laughs> a lot of the fan bases well and they're both doing really well this season it, and Oregon State has wrestling so that's that's a big plus in my book and um Nike the what is it the owners of Nike or like the founders of Nike or whatever I always thought they were just associated with Oregon but they're also associated with Oregon State yeah, I did not know. That. Um, I can't remember Phil Knight's relationship with Oregon State. I think he just kind of helps donate money just because he likes to see all the um, Oregon schools doing well. I know he donates money to Portland State too, but he ran track at Oregon, and now I want to say he got his MBA at Portland State. Yeah, I know he is I know he's a big donor to Oregon State, which I was surprised. I really thought that he like if you donated to um Oregon that there was no way that you would donate to Oregon State. But shockingly, he's a big donor to both. So, I guess he's 
I guess he's a supporter of them, which I I feel like that would be that would be fun to have in the Big Twelve as well. Uh, you have to think about baseball too. They're both decent. Oregon State's obviously better. That's true. But yeah. it would, you know, I think I don't remember what team it was. I think K State and maybe Oklahoma State kind of got screwed over going into like the uh, uh, the NCAA tournament for baseball. And I think having that increase in competition would help that way. Help that too. Oh yeah, didn't. Did K-State get left out altogether? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah. I think they let, like, a 500-win, 500, 500 like, uh, Oklahoma team that was barely 500 in, I think, over, like, a 750 K-State. Yeah, so that would be, I mean, that would be nice to let them in for that fact as well. And honestly, um, they they both have been really good in football. I'd be curious to see them in basketball because I don't really think they're that great in basketball. But I think for the football aspect and the fan base aspect, I think they're very similar to a lot of Big 12 fan bases. So adding them in, I think, would be would be a good fit. They're not super great at basketball. Yeah. I think I checked in like a year or two ago, Oregon State went like 5-25. and 25, but That's pretty bad. That's pretty awful. Although we're also adding ASU, who isn't that good at anything either, so <laughs> can't really can't really judge too hard. I know how but bad think... is ASU at football if Oklahoma State went there and won pretty handily, and Oklahoma State is looking like it's going to be a bottom three team in the conference. I mean, ASU is awful. We kind of already. We kind of already addressed that at the beginning. One of us has a degree from there. That that's true. <laughs> you should donate money that, to them that to is get better. Very true. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't cheer for them. Um, yeah, I just, I just can't. I, I feel like that is, that's too much for me. That's that's another school to add. Yeah. I'm I'm glad they're joining. I I would love if all my schools are in the same conference, but I'm not going to cheer for them. I don't I don't like them as a sports team, and they kind of suck at absolutely everything. And their their president is a little behind on the times, even though they're the number one school in innovation. So I just. Not sure I could support that. They they really didn't want to come to the Big 12, which kind of upsets me. It kind of ruined any excitement that I had for them coming. And I don't get that, but... I was surprised that Arizona was excited and they weren't. I thought that they were kind of going to be hand-in-hand hand and have the same attitude about joining or not joining. So I was really surprised that Arizona really wanted to come to the Big 12 and ASU was like the last holdout. So yeah, no, I won't be cheering for them at all, but I'm glad they're in the conference. And I think they add fun when it comes to the four corner schools and adding another in-state rivalry with Arizona. So I'm glad for that aspect, but. And their their fans have the curtain of distraction in basketball, which is hilarious. From what I understand, I don't think their fans really go to a lot of games. I mean, the students. Like, yeah. But yeah, the, the Arizona State fans don't show up to anything. Yeah. I don't think they I don't think they really do. Whereas at least Arizona has some basketball fans, but I think ASU they probably they probably are busy partying and then don't That's end up making it to any game. I can't really blame them for that. If I lived somewhere where it was like a summer all year round, you know what? I'd be I'd be at a pool party too instead of I probably wouldn't make it to a game. <laughs> but I mean, can you imagine you're to to tailgate every morning for games, you go to like a pool party? That'd be sick. I had a friend that went to ASU and the pictures that she had at school looked like she was on vacation every single day of her life. 
I'd, I would like that, but I'm also a fan of the winter, so that's a no, hopefully. Oh, God, not me. Me and Greg are summer people. Yeah. But, yeah. How do you, okay, Greg, do you want to do, Wichita, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, have a good one, guys. You too. And, Greg, do you want to do our picks for this upcoming week? Should we talk about bad teams and good teams and then do our picks? That's a good idea. Bad teams. Oklahoma State. Yes. Very bad. Houston. Houston. Bad. <laughs> bad. Texas Tech. Oh, I don't want to call them bad because I still am holding out a sliver of hope. They're bad. Just... They, I would say to be determined, but they just lost Tyler Shuck, so I'm moving them to bad for right now. I think they are bad, but I don't want them to be bad. Let's put it that way. Baylor, very bad. I think Baylor's the worst team in the conference. You think even worse than Oklahoma State? Yes. Baylor's pretty Baylor's bad. Baylor's really bad. They're so bad that I've forgotten to post my Baylor meme every single time they lose because they just keep losing. <laughs> just just set I, a reminder. I'm to, not used to just it. Set a reminder to tweet it out every Saturday. I should. I should just put a calendar reminder on my phone for Saturday post Baylor meme. It's just assuming they're gonna lose. I'm not used to it. I'm I'm used to only getting to post it like on lucky days, even in basketball. So I'm not used to being so awful. I would say... I, and I keep expecting them to turn it around, too. I would I would move Iowa State to bad, along with Texas Tech, but both of them are to be determined. So you're taking them... You're taking Iowa State at least out of the very bad category this week. Yeah, they moved up to the bad category. The very bad category right now is reserved for Oklahoma State and Baylor. So at least at least they're on their way up. Yes. Do you think do you think that they will be able to continue like they were with Oklahoma State, or do you just think they played another god awful team and now they're gonna go back to sucking against good teams? Yes. I th- I think against good teams, like when they play Oklahoma and Texas, there's no shot. But when they play Baylor, when they play Houston, when they play Cincinnati, when they play uh, I would say another possible win would be against TCU. They could win, but I still don't think they get more than four or five wins this year. Okay, that was my next question, whether you think they'd exceed my four-game win ceiling that I had. No, I... The offensive line still can't run block, so I don't, I don't have any faith in them. Yeah, I think I think that they're just going to be a team that, like, shockingly will pull out a win randomly, but most of the games are going to be losses. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to be like blowout losses either, but just because of the, how good their defense is. But I think it's going to be a lot like last year, where it's one possession games or, you know, losing by 10 or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a very exciting season. Yeah. Although I do, I, I appreciate the fan base that every single time they win, they get very hopeful. Yes. So for good teams, let's start with there. Cause then there's going to be, there's going to be some teams that I would say that are, Average. Do we have a higher category? No, or is I would that say the we have category? good, average, bad, and really bad. So we kind of covered bad and really bad. Um, I think I think good is going to be Texas, OU, Kansas State, UCF, and Kansas. I would agree there. I th- That's I feel like the top teams are easy to pick yeah, out. Yeah, like UCF and like somebody commented. Um, they were with their backup quarterback, and they were, it was a game into the fourth against Kansas State. And granted, Kansas State had some injuries, but still a tough place to play, and it's another good team. It's like, 
I think UCF is going to be a pretty good team this year. I think UCF is going to be a problem for schools that think that the new big 12 schools are just going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, I think UCF is, I've probably said this every week, UCF is going to be a monster in a couple years just because of their recruiting footprint, their NIL. Um, They got a good coach. It's it's only a matter of time, so... They've got fun fans, and who doesn't want to go play for a school with a enthusiastic, fun fan base? Plus, who would not want to go to school in Florida? Let's be honest. And sometimes you can see rockets being fired off during the game, so that's pretty cool. Space University. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Now, for average, I think at the top of average, I'm going to put TCU because they're borderline for me. Same with BYU. I'm not sure yet what to do with them. Yeah, Cincinnati's in there, too. West Virginia and Cincinnati are an average, but they're, like, I think they're, like, solidly average. So, West Virginia, I would say, could teeter towards bad, because if you look at their three wins, it's Texas Tech, Duquesne, as you call it, Duquesne. And Pitt, which aren't, like, solid wins. So if they can pull out a win at TCU this weekend, that'll that'll go a long ways. The battle of the average. Yeah. I'm I'm trusting the climb, though, Greg. I, I'm a climb truster. You're a climb truster? I am. I, I mean, I also have been trusting TCU this year, but... TC's defense oh, is going to lose them some games, but their offense will win them some games. That's true as well. I think TCU... I think the problem with TCU is they're good. They're just not as good as I expected. I expected them to be more on the level that K-State is at right now. Yeah, TCU lost, like, everybody, I'm... though. That's the thing. is They... They hit the portal hard, and they got some guys on there, so it's going to take a few games for them to really get going versus, like, K-State brought almost everybody back outside of Deuce Vaughn and a couple other ones, but... Well, and also the thing is, too, I think I think a lot of people are kind of are out on TCU after that first game versus Colorado because people expected Colorado to be so bad that when Colorado beat them, it was kind of like, oh, TCU sucks this year, and then just kind of stopped like believing them at all. That loss does not look bad at all. No, it doesn't. It looked awful at the beginning because they were the first – well, they weren't the first teams to play, but they were the first team to play that week. And and so it looked like crap. But then after watching other schools play and watch how Colorado's done the other weeks, I don't think it's a bad loss. I think that – People just expected Colorado to be so bad that it looked it looked initially awful. So right. I think the people that are out on TCU need to reel it back in for a little bit and and believe in the horned frogs just a little bit more. Yeah. Should we uh should I, we let Ryan come in and defend Houston? Yeah, let's let's let him in. Hopefully he we'll see if he can tell us if Houston is a bad team or if we need to give them a little bit of grace. Hi, Ryan. Hello. How are y'all doing? We're good. How about you? Uh, basketball basketball uh, schedule was announced today, so I'm fantastic. <laughs> You're right on my level, Ryan. I'm so excited for basketball season. Hey, I'm, I'm actually booking flights right now for some personal stuff, but also trying to figure out which road game I'm going to go to for uh, out of this out of state. So, uh, yeah, I'm kicking between going with a buddy of mine, either actually to Ames or going to going to Kansas. And so, uh, yeah, anyway. That's such a hard pick. Those are both really good stadiums to go to. I would feel like your first Big 12 road game at Kansas would set the bar so high for the other places. (laughs) The other places would just not live up to the hype. (laughs) And I think you're going to have zero chance of winning at Kansas. (laughs) So it depends if you want to be disappointed. Oh. So... 
But I will say this, that's like, that's like a story to tell your grandkids one day, your great, great grandkids. Like, I, I feel like that would be a fun game to go to. Not that Iowa State wouldn't, but I mean, the ultimate arena to go watch basketball at is Fog Allen Fieldhouse. So I'd pick Kansas. Okay, cool. Anyway, um, regarding football, though, I have no idea how we are. <laughs> and so they're probably bad. I I got no idea, man. <laughs> this is this is such a they, they shouldn't have scored as much as they did, but the offensive has now slightly changed and opened up a bit. But they're probably still just bad, because I don't know, man. We're probably just terrible. <laughs> what What do you think about this upcoming East Texas versus West Texas game against Texas Tech? Since they also haven't been that great. So a bit of geography for the state of Texas. <laughs> East Texas is up in Tyler and Longview. It's like just east of Dallas. Houston is is in southeast Texas. And then east of them is actually the Golden Triangle where Beaumont is. And so this this is not east versus west. The the people out in in Lubbock just can't get geography right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask, before the Big 12, did you guys, did Texas Tech and Houston, like, have any sort of, like, rivalry, like, at all? So, back in the Southwood Conference, everyone hated each other, and it was one giant toxic group. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah, is it, I mean, do all the Texas schools just naturally hate each other, even in different conferences? Yes, although, here's the thing, I don't really have any, like, any true hatred toward TCU because Fort Worth is all right. Dallas, I have strong opinions about. (laughs) Baylor, especially about the whole Big 12 fiasco that occurred in the state, I have strong opinions about. Um, And then, like, all the other schools, it's just, you know, natural stuff that just kind of happens. But, you know, I... In short, yes, pretty much there's some reason why each of the schools in the state kind of hate each other, and there's some way that each of them demean the other one. So, yeah. As an outsider, I love it. (laughs) Do you think that Houston will beat Texas Tech this week? I got no idea. Probably not, just because of Holgerson has such a bad track record. We probably will lose, but... Who knows? He could, he's so up, we're so up and down. I got no idea. <laughs> yeah, but, I feel like I feel like Houston is one of those schools that you're just kind of like, I don't know what to do with. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not great. They're not, they're not awful, but they're not good. Yeah, the, the thing is, and this is the thing that happened this past weekend, and, and what's been frustrating the first couple, and I was saying this for a Texas Tech one after, a, for their post this past weekend, is that with us, like, we've been trying to run the ball so often between the tackles, and Holgerson really wants to, you know, not go, not just start throwing it out and not just, you know, kind of do a, you know, somewhat hurry-up type of offense. But the thing is, we don't have the personnel between, you know, when it comes to mainly your guards, and I would say on the – probably right side to allow for you to do that type of offense where you're really kind of doing either balance 50, 50, or really kind of doing that type of zone blocking inside to to allow that type of running to take place now. And so they, they've adjusted the offense a little bit, which is to do a little bit more screens and, and, and swing passes and things like that. That's going to help and get things more to the edges and you can kind of see that in the numbers, but it, it and that maybe that it continues this weekend, but it may have just been this is what we see against you know Sam, who has done fairly well uh, against some decent competition defensively, but they're just terribly all terrible when it comes to an offense. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm I, I don't, God, I'm not confident. <laughs> Do you think so, that part of Houston's challenge is the fact that they're in the state of Texas? And as far as recruits go, 
you have to battle so many other schools for in-state recruits that want to stay close to home like do you think if you were in another state like for example Iowa that really just has like Iowa and Iowa State and maybe you and I to battle for recruits that you may do better no there's so many in Houston it's Houston in this area it's 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 kind of ridiculous like so so you think they still do well in in recruiting regardless yeah yeah they they'll the thing is is mainly just getting those guys and you know it's it's just mainly finding either those people or find you know kind of just going after who who they you know get just getting those wins and I, i say that because basketball kelvin's doing that um True. They're 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 getting a lean toward getting the stop, the top player in the state, and so you know it, it's it, uh, several sites are showing Nick Cody to go to Houston, and so I mean, I I'm I, that's why I don't I don't kind of and and as kind of facilities get upgraded, I mean over this over this next off season, you're going to see us, us build a operations facility. They're basically going to blow out the end zone and build a giant building. A, you know, associated with, uh, you know, aligned solely with football. Um, and so that, and that, which that'll help all the Olympic sports. Cause then they can take the main building that, you know, football is kind of housed in as well. And so they get their own weight room and all that stuff. And basketball get the, gets their own and baseball gets their own and football gets their own. Anyway, that's beside the point, but I, I feel like football can do fine. It's just, you need the guy, the, the correct pers- people in position to do it. I don't, I don't know if Dana is the guy. There's a lot of questions being thrown around about that. Um, How much longer do you think you give him to prove? He's, I mean, we'll, I'm going to, I'm going to see what happens this year. Do you think he should be given more than one season given you guys are new to the big 12? The the thing is here, here's where the frustration comes into play. Right. So he, you know, Year one and two, he was given basically a, a a pass because of what took place. All right, so you had him trying to rebuild the roster after after Major Applewhite, and then you had um, then I believe it was the COVID year. All right, then after that you had twenty one, and in twenty one it was a giant spike that was kind of unexpected, but not really something or another. Da 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 da. Well, then you had last year. Last year was pretty much everybody comes back. We have a ton of senior leadership. You go to the conference championship and all this stuff than the year prior. All right. And I mean, there was a ton of hype and what happens? Dana falls right onto his face and it goes right back to what it was. They go 75 in the regular season. They do win a bowl game, but they go 75 in a year talent wise that they should, they should have gone to, a championship game. They should not have lost to Tulane. They should not have lost to Tulsa. There were there were several games where it was just some bonehead stuff just happening, and some in some cases it was just Dana, especially at the beginning. Because what's happened the last couple of years is Dana gets very stubborn with his play calling and trying to get things going. Um, oh man, it's kind of making me think of a Texans. Uh, coach where he just kind of would script the first several plays in a game and just call that no matter what anyway. Um, but no, Dana, Dana has been very stubborn in going a certain route to start a season. And and he talked about this last year. He, he uh, earlier this year or something like that, where he said, we didn't know we were running shoot. Uh, we we, you know, we were running shoot air raid team until five games into the season when everyone was like, you need to throw the ball more because we can't run. <laughs> and so, you know, then after he starts doing that, we start actually having something happen. Um, and that's, that's been the frustration that people have been seeing is you don't, you don't run the ball. You like, we, we can't run the, we're showing it once again, we're having issues with running ball within the interior. So you got to go swing. And I, I, <laughs> I even was saying during fan day, there was a guy on our team named Sneed. He's got some talent. He looks like a guy named Charles Sims back, back when actually Dana was offensive coordinator in Houston um, back during the Keenum days. He's got a, he's got that similar skill set, but he's used like a natural, um, like a natural running back when you can also put him in the slot and kind of u- use them where you can 
and all this other stuff. And because he's got those types of skills, possibly, and man, he this is this last game against Sam was the first time he had used it against that, and he was just like, Oh my god. <laughs> like and, and I also from my perspective too, I think that if he was new to the Big Twelve, I'd maybe give him more time. Like I know Houston is new to the Big Twelve, but he's also coached in different positions at Texas Tech, at Houston, and Oklahoma State, at West Virginia. So, like, four Big 12 schools, I I feel like he should have enough knowledge at this point to... Yeah. And the thing is, it's it's not just, like, on that. It's just, he... God, it's just... Last year, he we should not... That should not have happened. Like, I'm, I, I get it, but that la, the, what happened last season... It should not have ended the way it did. And there were just several games where you were just, where a lot of people were just like, how is this team this unprepared and this not like, and, and that's, that's on the coach. Like, and several of the players were saying how, heck, even this year after the Rice game, they were saying how like, oh, their mind wasn't right and they were being too arrogant. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> like, Whose fault is it the guy who who's who who's the guys who whose fault is it that you're, the guys aren't being, you know, kind of set in to figure out where they get their heads right? I mean, and that's just a frustrate. Now, we'll see what happens. Honestly, if he does well against the other teams in the state, you know, that, that we have remaining, it will probably sway a number of fans um, and, and the administration. And maybe we kind of see what happens. Um, especially with with the buyout that he has at the moment, but yeah, people just have a lot of questions, and they're, they're just mainly excited for what happens in in basketball season coming up. So, because yeah, just, there's a ton of excitement else, about that. If all else fails, look forward to basketball season. Well, thank you so much oh, for coming on, Ryan, and we look forward to talking with you again and for future games, and then especially for basketball season. Hey, you're welcome. And then, Greg, before we do our picks of the week, there's three Kansas fans here that I'm just letting on solely solely so we can get just a loud horns down, and then we'll do our picks of the week. (laughs) Techno, Danny, and Sexy Legs Jayhawk, can you guys just shout horns down for me? Oh, um, <laughs> wait, wait, Brittany, it's techno sinister. I, I'm aware. I got suspended. Oh, can you shout? Can you shout horns down? Uh, horns down, but please follow me. I got suspended. Everybody, follow me, please, please. Follow techno sister. I will. Oh dear. All right. Well, they're super fun. They sound like they're having a great time. Sexy legs. Jay got shouted out by. Got shouted out today by Twisted Tees. So. I think he's. I think he's having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope they. I hope they. Kick the ever living, hell out of Texas. So. Horns down always. Greg, let's do our picks. All right, let's start with Friday night. Cincinnati at BYU. Man, I'm going to have to go with BYU here. They got a good home field advantage. I'm going BYU. They have the home home advantage, and I just think they looked not so great against Kansas, but I think they've looked better than Cincinnati. Yeah. All right. All right. Kansas at Texas. Oh, I was going to save that one for the end. That's the big one of the week. Okay. We're going to save that one. Okay. Houston at Texas Tech. Oh, man. This one's tough, mainly because. I'm going Tech. I'm. I, I think Tech's at a crossroads here. Like, this is a make or break game for them. It's all West Texas. I'm going to have to go Tech here also. Okay, thank God. Baylor at UCF. 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 Bounce House is going to be... Bounce House has been uh, standing room only sold out for months, like, for their first Big 12 home game. 
This one's not even well, going to be. Well, and I thought that this was going to be like an actual competitive game, and it's not going to no. be. No, UCF is just, it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, West Virginia at TCU. Uh, I'm trusting the climb. I'm trusting right, the climb. So we're going to differ here. I'm going to go TCU. I think it could be either, but I'm trusting the climb. Okay, so that's... This is like the Tech and West Virginia game last week. So this is where we're opposite. We'll have to remember that. Okay, well, we're always different on West Virginia, so I'm trusting the <laughs> climb. <laughs> then we got Iowa State at Oklahoma, and it's in Norman, and it's a night game. Who wins? I'm going to have to go Oklahoma. I mean, they're, I, it's a, it's Venables Oklahoma. has got that defense going, and the offense is clicking with them. Like, I'd be a fool to pick against Oklahoma in a night game at home. I I always really enjoy the Iowa State-Oklahoma games every year because I think Iowa State comes over, away with the upset, and the game is always – close oh god at least like it's always a fun in the game. last few years not before i remember watching iowa state get beat like 63 to nothing that's true but you know what we had some fun years so i i i am picking oklahoma as well but i'm hoping it'll at least be fun i hope this is one where iowa state surprises everybody a little bit and at least is competitive i, did, I just want to see them expand on what they did offensively this past week the offensive philosophy changed. If they revert back to what they were doing the first couple games of the season, I'm going to be upset. And now for the game of the week, the Big 12 after dark game of the week, Kansas at Texas, both undefeated, 4-0. and Who's walking away 5-0? and Who's taking their first loss of the season? Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. Wow! so proud of you right now you have no idea <laughs> this game scares the living hell out of me but rock chalk let's go kansas <laughs> get rid of texas send them home hopefully you catch them off guard and they're just preparing for oklahoma we're picking kansas all the way i've never been prouder that hurt to say well, you know what else? They got my Coach Primism of the week, so they got their pep talk this week. You know, they, they got. Didn't I give? Didn't I give Iowa State a pep talk last week, and then they you won? Did. I'm starting to think this pep talk thing is is really working out. You did. <laughs> I think I also. Who was it all too? I gave it to Iowa State and who? You gave it to Tech. Oh, but they lost. Tyler Shuck broke his leg, so we're gonna just say. Um, True. Nobody saw that coming. Right. But I think my I think my motivational speeches are are working here. So we're going Kansas with that game. We might end up eating our words, but we're <laughs> we're gonna go with Kansas. If they win, Twitter will be insufferable, and I look forward to it every single second. Don't forget to post well, your uh, Baylor beam this weekend. And what are we going to vote on this week, too? Yeah. I, we have our weekly poll. Should Waffles... Should we do a Waffles game of the week where Waffles picks a, his winner? The, this is The true. Waffles lock so, of the week. How about that? Should we have my new baby golden retriever, Waffles, for those who missed it, pick... We're a game of the week. Pick the winner for what we deem to be the game of the week. I will put a poll on my page and I'll share it on the Big 12 After Dark page. Go vote to see the cutest puppy in the entire world. I mean, I have other two other really cute puppies too, but the cutest goldens in the entire world vote on America's game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? At least our. Big 12 game of the week is better than what they deemed America's game this last week in the NFL when they said it was going to be the Chiefs versus the Bears. Are you kidding me? My dad's a Bears fan, and he audibly laughed out loud at my house when they said that. So <laughs> at least ours is a little bit more practical. <laughs> we can grasp it a little better. So, yes, vote 
And if it comes out yes, then Waffles will be picking the game of the week and I will take a video as proof so you guys can see that I did not skew the results and that Waffles actually picked the team that he picked to win our game of the week. Alrighty. Thanks everybody for joining us this week. We'll see you next week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here for Big 12 After Dark, our live recording. And you can find us on any platform where podcasts are on through the 1012 network as well and sponsored by Charlie Hustle. Thanks everybody. Bye.